Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Raven Gaming Squadcast, our first significant milestone. <laughs> <laughs> this week we're talking about the Xbox and PlayStation hands-on, possible delays on next-gen orders via Amazon, changeable field of view confirmed for consoles in Black Ops Cold War, and our star topic, our favourite co-op experiences. But first, allow me to introduce you to the squad, who this week I'll be likening to gaming characters. Much like Bomberman, he's prone to blowing early. Guilty Grey. <laughs> Can you not do something else first? <laughs> I mean, hello. Oh, so good. Bang, bang. Boom, boom. Hello. Similarly to Ghost from the Destiny games, he's there but rarely of any use. King Costi. <laughs> Nowhere near as bad as mine. What the fuck, um, man? Um... <laughs> Dean, are you okay? I just got. I, mean, I, like, like, I don't know who this ghost from Destiny is, but I do know who Bomberman. Hi, nice to see everybody. Costi, don't, don't, he'll blow out. Don't leave him. I need resin, Costi. I need resin. Come get me. He's like Dom Santiago from Gears of War, Latino in origin, but nothing more than a sidekick. GI Josie. Qué pasa, hombre? Qué pasa? And he's destined to die, so it's all good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's up? <laughs> and finally, like John one one seven, aka Master Chief, brave, <laughs> iconic, and a total badass. It's Hold me, on. a deity. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's you get into are, it. You guys are all bungee characters. I'm fucking bothered. <laughs> <laughs> So our first topic, Xbox and PlayStation hands-on. That's for you console lads. Uh, who wants to start us off on some info on that? Where shall I go with uh, PlayStation hands-on first? Yeah, yeah, go on. Okay, go on then. Essentially, last week we got some news that they were going to be giving access to some Japanese news outlets as well as some YouTubers to uh, test out the PlayStation 5. They've given some uh, feedback on it, which, which is good, to be honest. They've said that it, it runs quiet and it runs cool, which is a good thing to hear because I think we're kind of worried about overheating. Um, but a, a couple of things they've only given access to, I think, Godfall and Astro's Playroom and Miles Morales. Now, there is a bit of gameplay floating around, but like literally like minute clips. And it, it does look good. Um, What's Astro's Playroom? Astro's Playroom. I, I guess it would be something similar to um, think of it like a Ratchet and Clank type of game. It, it's, it's, it's that kind of game. It's like um, four hours long. Yeah, it, it's, it's, just, it's just a little... Um, I think it actually comes with the console, if I'm correct in thinking. I'm not yeah, sure. it comes pre-installed. Yeah, it comes pre-installed. Because it's like a tech demo thing. thing. Yeah. Okay. It, it looks nice. Don't get me wrong. The thing that I have noticed is it is a lot of the gameplay smoother. I think I was saying this this week. I think the biggest thing we're going to see with this generation is the smoothness of motion, not necessarily the graphics. I mean, the graphics will be better, but it, everything just looks a lot smoother. The one thing they did say is that there was no interface yet. It was... Um, yeah, it was the same interface that was on the PS4, but they're saying they are changing it, but that wasn't implemented at the time. Um, they also did a uh, a breakdown, an actual breakdown of the console, which uh, Joe can go into further analysis. So this was yesterday, from uh, directly from PlayStation, and it was probably the head, I don't know, developer or something. Um, it was nice the way they did it. But it's it was just odd that it was coming direct from PlayStation rather than giving it to you know 
big big time uh, YouTubers and things like that, or like Xbox did, they gave it away to like The Verge and Digital Foundry and things like that, and they did a deep dive and breakdown. Um, it was quite cool the way they did it. it was, literally broke down the console piece by piece face plates come off super easy so i'm i'm thinking there's going to be like custom face plates straight off yeah. the bat just like the 360 face plates used to do yeah um and it only looks it looks like you won't even need to have custom ps5 face plates you can just 3d print your own ones into different shapes all it needs to have is the hooks and and that's it so loads of people are going to start printing their own face plates and it's just i'm telling you now you're going to see thousands and thousands of different face plates combinations of people just making up their own thing that's i think that's cool. quite cool yeah that's gonna yeah. be some creative I've, shit out there for sure yeah especially when you know not everyone likes the white face plate so you know for sure people are going to change that straight up i would have preferred um, blue to go with yeah they kind of <clears> set out yeah. before I don't see why they didn't stick with black and blue. It's such a traditional PlayStation colours. Like, yeah, I mean, you know what? It's so easily transferable, you know, to, to take off and put on. It doesn't really matter what colour it is, to be honest, when it comes out. So, you know, they're going to be doing games of, of faceplates, you know, together, bundles and things like that. So if they don't, there's a big, big missed opportunity. Um, there's going to be other companies that are going to be 3D printing whatever you want. So there's going to be loads of that. But then they carried on breaking down the console, um, going into the next one, which was, um, there were like dust catcher ports. There was like one dust catcher port and then two ports where you could, if you wanted to, hoover up any dust which accumulates within these two holes, which is quite odd how they're telling you already how to clean the console. Um, and then they moved on from that to show you the, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Robert, is it P PCMI? Is it that 4.0? I can't, I, off the bat, I can't remember now. Um, but it's their expandable, the expandable storage. All oh, right. Um, that they're using. It's quite, it looks like it's quite easy. Literally just take off the base plate, take off this little tiny little plate, which is going to take you all of like 30 seconds from start. You plug in your um, SSD external storage, um, put it all back together and you're good to go. That is it. There's, you know, it's very similar to Xboxes, but it's not proprietary. It's not, um, you know, PlayStation made or anything like that. It's third, third parties. Um, you can just buy it straight off the bat. Although PlayStation have said that they have to be uh, compatible with PS5, which they'll put up a list once the console comes out on which ones because of obviously speed rates and things like that. Um, at the moment, they're looking at the same price as the um, NVMe card for the Xbox, which is around £220 or like $250. Um, quite expensive, but I'm sure they're going to come down within a year or two, so it doesn't really matter too much, yes. unless you're on digital only. Any technology, if you're an early adopter, the price is uh, premium. Yeah. Give it a bit of time, let, let it come down. Yeah, I think the only ones that are really going to suffer in the beginning are probably the digital versions, because you're going to have to download a game all the time. You won't have a CD to kind of 
I don't know. I mean, at the same time, it doesn't really read off the DVDs anyway, the Blu-rays anymore. So, um, but yeah, we'll see in a couple of years. Third parties are the only thing that bring down the price. It's not really a problem. Um, after that, they moved on to further taking off um, the heat sink, and it's. I swear to God, the heat sink is the same size as the um, Xbox Series S. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's Xbox Series S is tiny, but this heat sink is like half the console. Yeah, they're um, saying that's what takes up most of the space to keep it cool. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, fair play to them, man. They've they've done what they needed to do to to make sure like overheating issues don't don't impact the console going forward or anything like that. Um, they've like built in uh, copper tubing and everything on like throughout the heat sink, which they said literally works pretty much the same as vapor vapor chambers um vapor chamber cooling or something like that um so they kind of like did their own thing that it looks like it's going to do the job it's a beast in its own right to be honest it's huge um but it's good you don't you don't really want a tiny heat sink in there otherwise it's not going to be great um so yeah after that they moved on to the motherboard they showed off the cpu all the ram and all the they got liquid cooling which that when he showed you the liquid it's actually moving around inside the board it's kind of crazy um but yeah literally they teared down this console piece by piece laid it out in front um for everyone to see it's got the usual usb type a's usb type c as well one at the back um bluetooth 5.1 is running and wi-fi 6. um i can't compare that to the xbox so i'm not sure what bluetooth is running or wi-fi on there um, only it is faster wi-fi and the usb ports are faster as well yeah yeah there's a faster usb port at the back which i'm pretty sure is like usb 3s anyway um but yeah it's really good that they turned that they did tear this down and put a video out there but it's it's a bit odd that they had to do it themselves and they didn't want to give it out to anyone. Um, the odd thing is the stand. You have to unscrew the stand if you want to change it from vertical to horizontal. Mm. But let's be honest, how many times are you going to do that? You're going to set up a console. Yeah, you're going to get out of the box, set it up. You're going to light horizontal, have it vertical, and you're done. There's, you're not going to change it every other day, so it's not really a problem. It's with, just with the, odd. With the face plates, you could uh, print your own one that's just flat <clears> and light down. Don't even need the stand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You could print, you know, with whatever a bloody stand built in. Somebody's um, going to do that. I guarantee you that'll be the first um, changeable um, mm. thing for it. You'll be able to change the cover to that. One of the sides yeah. is flat, so you can light it down without the stand. Yeah, so they, yeah, man, console's broken down. It's really good. Massive fan on it as well. Um, yeah. Um, air, air vents on the front, obviously, the two air vents that you can already see are going through the front, and then a few at the back as well. This thing's, I don't think it's going to have any overheating issues whatsoever going forward. Um, yeah. Well, when you said massive fan, I thought Costi was in the video to be fair. Uh, important question though: Did he use a Phillips or a flathead to? Uh... Jesus Christ! <laughs> he used all of like the fucking own, possible screwdrivers. His man. own assortment of screwdrivers, <laughs> but one from every different make. I swear to God. Off. 
Uh, it's, it's just odd. But Man's came yeah, how many up. times? Let me be honest. Though, right? in, in all honesty, right? As game fans, do you really give a fuck about them taking the console apart and showing all the bits inside? Does it mm. really buy it? Anymore? I quite, I quite like it because it shows you how easy no, no, enough no, it no. is to. As a game fan, not a fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're you, you're you a wanna... massive tech nerd. Not everyone's a massive tech. I, I, I think it's, it's, it's half and half, though, because I, I was thinking this. I think sometimes, especially with the release of the consoles, we get caught up in what the console are going to be bringing. But I, I was speaking to Dean before this, just side topic about Hollow Knight. And playing that game was great, and it made me remember that it doesn't really matter about the consoles as long as the games are good. In, in a year, two years, three years, once we're into the next generation, like we are in the current generation, we won't be having these discussions because we already have our routines like like we do now, I guess. This is what I'm trying to say, right? Showing me the guts of the console doesn't make me want to buy the console. I want to see what it can do. That's what I want yeah, to but see. It just, I guess, but it, it just shows you why these consoles cost yeah, like, I, what they I, cost. I, think, I don't think anyone out there is questioning it, though. Like, I get it. Like, I, I, I don't. I don't get it at all, to be fair. Like, you don't need to see the components of the console to know if you want to buy it or not. You want to see what the console can do. You're never going to sit there and scrap that, like strip that console down to its bare minimum. You're not. You're never going to do that. Unless you're changing the storage, which you said about you have to take the face off, take a little panel, put something in. Show us that. There, there, were useful, there were useful things there. How to take the panel off in case you make yeah, it yeah, no, easy that's enough. Fair. How, to, how to install um, external, well, additional yeah. storage. But that's and what I'm saying. Then the how, to, how to hoover up um, all, any dust that collects inside for these two ports. Does that so, not come with a disclaimer saying may not clear dust though? No, that's, that's the dust collector. That's another piece. There was two ports where you could hoover from to suck out all the dust that collected inside i mean anyway. that's fair but that's like a that's like a 10 minute video that shows you those things which are kind of like yeah they're, they're quality of life things which are great but the rest of it's just so bump man it's just have they stuff. ever done one for the ps4 no. um not that directly I remember, actually i don't think they've done one for any console yeah. it's the first one i've ever seen them take a console apart it, it, it was interesting to be fair i've got to be honest watching it. i mean i didn't a lot of it it's not that tech savvy but um i mean like for for joe seeing that like was it was it interesting to see, obviously, because you, you do kind of care about the what's inside. Yeah, we kind of, of do it indirectly, which is the funny thing, because we talk about wanting to see how it runs. I guess if you see what's inside it, you can make assumptions on how it's going to run, being like, well, look at looking at this bit of hardware, looking at the cooling system, we can see that all these things have been addressed. And then... Yeah, I it, think it will put people, gamers, to ease when they realise what's inside to make this machine run cool and run silent. I mean, the I fact just... that they, the fact that they double layered their Blu-ray drive, so that it runs quieter than previous generations. Um, these gamers know it's not going to be a bloody jet engine like the PS4. <laughs> I mean, I, in all honesty, I just I, I get it, but I just don't think to me, it seems like a strange step to take. Okay, but look at look at uh, what's his name, Cerny. What's his name? The tech guy from PS, and he did when he did the the you know the big um, talk about the tech inside the PS5. That was that's not for gamers. That's for like proper tech geeks. That yeah, I'm know. saying that like at this uh, point right. of time, right? So it's going to lead us on to our next topic, which is the Xbox handle. 
but just to say that like the way that xbox has handled their hands-on with their console i think is more consumer friendly and also mm. more likely to bring people on board to wanting to buy a playstation an xbox series x yeah and this playstation video is going to make people who weren't sold on a playstation going oh yeah i've got to buy that now I think the reason why they did it is purely based on the fact that Xbox did it. Mm. So they're like, oh, we, we should do a breakdown, but we're not going to give it to anyone. So we'll just do it internally. That's the thing as well. I think that is a massive misstep. It would have been better if they had outsourced that. It was someone who was coming from an external point of view, because mm. then we could have seen something which is a bit more genuine instead of just seeing mm. a guy who obviously works for Sony taking apart a Sony console. Yeah. Quite I was saying earlier to Costi how odd it is that this PS5 has been so like hard micromanaged that you st- we're what a month away? we're four weeks away and you still really haven't seen anything next gen like really yeah no it's, it's, it's true but the, the one thing I'm thinking is I'm wondering if that's it's something I just always wonder, are they doing this now and then there's going to be another announcement later on? Like obviously more stuff is going to keep coming out um, as it gets closer to release. And there, there is gameplay, but yeah, it's not, we're not, we're not seeing what we want to see, which is um, in the hands of people who are going to be um, honest. And not, not to say that the people who have tested it and have come back with their hands on aren't being honest, but because it's uh, very much in a closed environment. They're given four hours, um, like Dean saying, with the breakdown being done. I, I don't know if the guy actually works for Sony, but the fact that it was put up on their channel, um, you never know how yeah, much... Yeah, of course. He looks, like a Sony, he looks like a Sony he, engineer, let's be fair. He definitely works for Sony, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, yeah, then there was the... So Xbox, had already, like months and months and months ago, already did a breakdown of their console. Um, but what they did now is give it out to YouTuber influencers and you know other influential um, companies out there, and they gave them consoles um, to play and to you know use up, see what's going on, see what you can do, see what you, just play about with it. They did say it's not final product. Um, which is quite odd. This like saying, you know, it's a beta. It's not not the final product, but but you have to you have to bear in mind that that's a disclaimer. That's for them, just in case something doesn't work or goes oh, wrong. Oh, it's not the final product. So in case we, you know, we, yeah, we yeah, yeah, somebody to, goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it might just not load it, up. It might break itself. Yeah, you know, there's anything. It's probably representative happen. of the final product, but yeah. if something is noted or noticed or or is broken, doesn't work quite as intended, then like they've player. covered themselves. And oh no, it wasn't the actual wasn't the actual one. Yeah, but so, chances are every one of them enough. because every one of them I've seen so far they've worked perfectly well. So we've spoken about the PlayStation hands-on. Uh, should we kick it over to the Xbox hands-on? So yeah, we've had PlayStation giving out their console to an engineer to take it apart, show us how it looks like naked. Fantastic. Joe had a massive erection over that. Um, <laughs> and then um, <laughs> Xbox has sent it ships out consoles to places like um, the way in the video I watched with Digital Foundry. Um, but I know that GameSpot, IGN, these kind of places have all had consoles come through as well. I've read, a, read and watched a few videos of theirs, um, their reviews of it. A lot of the reviews are based, well, a lot of it's actually embargoed still. 
so there's still stuff to be revealed and they did say this on, on IGN's video that they yeah. are stuff that they're using which they can't talk about so these are the big things that, that Xbox themselves haven't revealed just about yet so I have a feeling from the sound of it the way the guy was making it out these are going to be quite big things so I'm quite looking forward to hearing what those are going to be uh, the focus for them was on backwards compatibility uh, resume function uh, a quick resume and the load times and frame rate so the guy went back played i think he had access to a few backwards compatible games i know final fantasy 15 red dead redemption uh, a few things like that were there um quite like high high powered games games that need a lot of processing power yeah and destiny 2 i think it was in there as well or something probably but i hate destiny 2 so i always scrap over that um but the load times were crazy like absolutely crazy I mean, you're looking at something like I think I saw Final Fantasy 15, which is a massive game, and it's running at light mode, so it's like the highest uh, um, quality mode you can get. And it's loading in at, I think it was about 50 seconds. And the Xbox One X, which was the comparison they were using for their load times, was coming in at about 2 minutes 30. I mean, that's a huge difference. That's, that's a massive amount of... Um, of time that you're just not having with these load times, which is absolutely crazy. And these are games that aren't, and they're not optimized for Xbox Series X. They're not made for this console. They're old generation games, which are just faster because they're on a more powerful console. Um, then the next thing they did was the uh, frame rate. So if anyone has a chance to watch the Digital Foundry video, they did it quite well. They had a frame rate cap at the bottom and it showed you the split screens and it showed you like where there was tearing and, and texture pop. And it had a graph, and basically the Series X was just stable at 60 FPS the entire way through. And that's even considering that the developers can go back in and lock their games now at 60 if they want to. Well, like Xbox has given them the ability to go back into the, the development side of the games and do it. That's going to be absolutely amazing to play. Everything's going to run smooth, everything's going to be nice. Um, quick resume something I never thought I wanted until yeah. recently. Because I honestly always thought it was a feature on the Xbox I just was never using. It was only the other day that I was playing Darksiders and I went over to play COD and I thought, well, while COD's loading, I'll go back to Darksiders and it closed the game down and I didn't even realise. I was thinking, <laughs> sure this was a function and apparently it weren't. So it's going to be nice to have that, you know, where you have the option to just flip between games. And obviously with us as we are, you know, I might be on a bit earlier and say Robert's coming on in 20 minutes or Joe's coming in 20 minutes. I might want to bang out a game or two or something. I know I can do that and have COD open at the same time. And when you're on, I can just switch to COD and play. And then my yeah. game's saved there and I can just, you know, if you go off early, I can switch back over to my game and carry on playing. The one thing, though, is for games like Call of Duty online games, not we're not sure how that quick resume is going to work properly because obviously it has to connect again to the servers and things like that. So the oh, quick cool. resume is mainly for single player games. Um, but saying that, it's like you said, the game's already loading in the background. So you switch the game, English, like say yeah. you know you've gone you've gone from Hollow Knight, you go to Call of Duty. It's not going to load the game from scratch. You'll already be in the main menu, yeah, but yeah. then you just connect. So you're still saving time. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think the feature that you were thinking about on the Xbox One X is um, quick resume from startup. So I've I've done that loads of times where I start on my console, um, 
start up the game that I was playing before I shut the console down. And it literally starts from where I stopped. It doesn't load up or do anything. It just goes straight away. That's oh, yeah, what no, you're thinking that. about. No, um, but the quick sure resume, was... quick resume on Series X is, it's like you said, it's something we didn't know we needed or wanted. Yeah, I think it's the limit of seven games, which I think is absolutely fucking. More, there's more. Depends. You've got seven depends. games open at one time. You need to be. Uh... It depends what generation of games you're playing because they were playing um 360 generation games and xbox games and someone had like 10 of them opened at once because they're older games they can keep those i think next gen games i think it's capped up five if i can remember do you know it'd be a really good idea if you were to open up all the metal gears right and then find a way to play it where it was like flashbacks and fast forwards in time well, just your but you could do imagine you know there's going to be people doing speed runs of multiple games at the same time oh that'd be pretty cool but yeah you know someone's going to do that someone's definitely going to have like three games running and then do a speed run right next go to the next bit and just keep jumping back and forth and do a speed run you could theoretically load up like Wolfenstein 1, 2 and um, New Blood and just yeah. play one through to the end, then go straight into two and straight into three. Mm. That'd be weird. For your for your average consumer, your average gamer though, is this really a big deal? I think it is. Um, are they going to keep that so. many games open in the background? Um, I think the way I mean, things are going now, where like it's like I said, like it's not a feature I thought I needed, but there's more. You know, the market's being flooded with two separate type of games, which is the game you play on your own and the game you play with your mates. And I think all gamers have that dichotomy in the way they game. If you can choose to have both at once, and you can just go, all right, well, my lads are online. Yeah. I can just drop off at one, go into the other, and you, ha- you aren't losing anything. You're not having to rush to get to a save point. Like when I'm playing Dead Cells, Rob, when you come on, I'm like, let me finish this level, and then I'll come. Because it's a roguelike. You know, I can't just leave it where it is because it sets me back at the beginning again. But if I knew I could quick resume, I could just leave it. I could even come back to it the next day. It's not going to make any difference. Yeah. And that there's so many times there's so many times where I wanted to like play a game after like doing an online session with you lot and I'm like ah can't bother it takes too long to load up I'll just leave it I'll do it tomorrow so many times Um, but one thing that the Xbox didn't realise they did it by they found out by accident is that the quick resume stays in that state even after you shut down the console they didn't they didn't plan for that they didn't build that in it just it just so happened that that's how it works as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's not a bad thing, is it? So even from shutdown, you start your console back up, and all your games are still there on ready for quick resume. You basically got a tab function with your games now. Mm. Like I'm wondering though, where the limit is. Like, at what point does it close off the last game, and will it tell you? Say you start up another, like the sixth game, it should tell you, tell oh, you. if you start up this one, that one's going to close. No, down. no, it, it doesn't. How many objects on the screen at one point? Uh, no, the guy did it. it would on, be, the guy from IGN, would be a nice... he did it. He oh. got to six games, went to the seventh one, it closed his first game, but he said there was no warning to say your first game was closing down. He actually. It would be good if they, A, give you a warning, and B, you could pin certain mm-hmm. games so that they never close down. I think if if they give the, they make the rules clear, it'd be fine. I don't think seven games are a bit excessive. I think at most yeah, that's a lot. Two, I mean, who's going to have... probably have two games on? Like if you were like Dean was saying, if you were playing a 
yeah. solo game, like like playing Hollow Knight, and then you lot come online, start playing COD, and then once that's done, you know, you can just okay. resume straight from where you were instead of having to find a bench or a save point or, like you say, start from uh, beginning of the level again. Yeah, that's yeah. roguelikes can be very helpful. And also, to be fair, like, we both, we all know that if we get to seven games, you've forgotten the first game was open. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? You're just like, oh, fuck yeah. I was it, it needs to be closed down if you haven't played it after six games. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if, you've, if you're that bored of it, you've literally fobbed it off for six other games. It's fucking yeah. done. So, yeah, and no, Xbox, Xbox were, were good to give it out to people I think in it's hand and play about with it. Because um, it's, it's unbiased the, as well. Exactly. There was one thing that popped up yesterday or the day before, anyway, um, recently where um, there's news that the console, that people are saying it gets toasty, even though it's like whisper quiet. They're saying, oh, yeah, it's a little bit toasty, but that's what you want. You want the hot air to be, or all the heat to be outside of the console and not inside. Um, but people have been blowing it up way out of context. And basically what they were saying is it does get toasty but not to touch it's all yeah. the hot air that's coming out of the top which yeah, i don't know true. if you guys have ever touched the back of your consoles after you've had yeah, a session on it but my xbox one x gets bloody hot mm-hmm. um there was a guy streaming where he took the um expansion card out and he touched the metal part um and he kind of like and he's dead like, oh, that's, oh, that's really, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the most conductive part. Yeah. He's burst into flames. He, he didn't so realise that plate was hooked up to the mains and he had to unplug the console. Yeah. And... <laughs> his... and he died on stream. Yeah. Exactly. He accidentally took it with, with him to the bath. I, I think you're right. Uh, I, don't think, I don't think it makes much of a difference, to be fair. I mean, no, nah, the, the thing is, people action. forget these things are made to run hot. You know, these consoles are designed so that the heat is expelled and not kept inside. Like, I don't know if people are going crazy about it, but that's what it's designed for. It's designed to expel all the heat. That's where you want it. Um, but, you know, I think that's the problem that the old consoles had, especially with the 360 uh, and the Red Ring of Death Red and Ring things Death. like that. I had that twice. Yeah, I, I think I had it. I think I had it once, but I know someone had it like three or four times. Yeah, I think once they released the heat, it stopped happening, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they they changed the yeah, thermal it. conducting paste on the CPU um, further down the line, which Nerd. anyway, yeah, stop overheating. <laughs> but um, yeah, these so-called overheating issues is I think it's null and void. People are just yeah. taking it out of context. Is it going to have one of those signs on it, like an electric heater that says "Do not cover"? Because <laughs> your clothes burst into flames. Like shit. Yeah, possibly. Put a towel on top of it, and now my house is on fire. Yeah. Well, no, because on the Xbox, if you put anything on top of the Xbox, especially if you've got it standing vertically, there's two vents at the back of the console, at the top and on the bottom. In case you do put something on top of it, it still expels the heat from the back of it. Thanks for ruining my joke, Joe. Thanks. It's like a little <laughs> safeguard. Jesus Christ. The more you know, Dean, the more you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's either, either having a console that's the size of your head or having console, one with an exhaust. Right? <laughs> the PS5 was the size of that dude. I do not give a fuck what you say. <laughs> yeah, but come on. Now, he's probably like three sitting, foot tall. Yeah, sitting down, it was up to his shoulder. No, that was actually I, go- pretty funny. I Googled it. He's the tallest man in so <laughs> 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 He's seven foot nine. <laughs> it, it, granted, it did look massive, but. It, this guy yeah, has probably I mean, four foot nothing. Doing a breakdown. That's racist. So. <laughs> what? 
the what? <laughs> yeah, what was facing? Yeah. What? He does. He doesn't look. Listen, <laughs> put, put someone else on dig there. Yourself, dig yourself what? out of this hole, bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Racial comments, but hey, whatever. Just got demonetized. <laughs> uh, put someone else next to it. Put the rock next to it, and then you see how big the console is. He, 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 I think he. I think what he's trying to say in a in a non biased way is that people. I was going to say put John Cena next to him. Don't try and see. You wouldn't see him. (laughs) Let him him die, okay? It's his time. He is Dom Santiago (laughs) after (laughs) all. I mean, it was a guy from Sony breaking down the console. John Cena was there the whole time next to him. He was next to him the whole time. Did you not see that? Amazing. He was behind the console. John Cena was behind the console. You just couldn't see him because he was behind <laughs> the fucking console. John Cena was the desk. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see someone get loads of PS5s, put them together in like, an organization like Stonehenge, and we'll see how close it is to the actual Stonehenge. <laughs> Same that's size. That's actually, I'd like to see that now. <laughs> uh, I guess that's the only. <laughs> non-console um, person here. I, oh, I'm, I'm on the fence still about Xbox or not. Um, I understand the points about looking at the internal technology. That that interests me. Um, so I will check that out. Nerd. But then I also understand about your point, Dean, about will we really care about what's inside? We understand um, what it is from a technical standpoint, but do we need to see it? Not no, necessarily. Exactly. It could um, be a blog post. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Xbox has trumped PlayStation in that arena by allowing actual, I was going to say actual people. Everybody's an actual person. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the guy who said he wasn't a real person. You know, people outside of their, their organization um, to yeah. be the ones to play with it. But at the same time, I think we have to be aware that these influencers probably, it's, I, I don't know, I've never been one myself, but I would presume <laughs> that there's some kind of unspoken rule that you know you, you you give us some favorable light otherwise in the future you may not get to, to yeah, yeah. Early or something like i that. don't think that'd be but the case for someone like digital think, foundry though with a, with a pinch of salt um well i think they've, they've i mean to be fair though i think what it is is they've given them the consoles but again the features that they've given them are the favorable limited mm. yeah, yeah they're, the, they're the good features obviously you're not gonna and probably the time they have with the console is limited as well so there's not going to be a case they can have it for like a week or two. I think it's literally they probably had it for a few days and they had to send it back. Yeah. But it'd be some sort of break, breach of embargo or contract or something like that. Yeah, I was going to say, they um, may have a, a, an, an NDA, but it may not necessarily be a full NDA. It could just be like... It could be like, if this, if this happens, don't talk about it. If it bursts into flames, don't talk about it. Yeah. Grow arms and murders your family, don't talk about it. <laughs> the usual stuff. Yeah. I yeah. do think they have missed a trick, though, by not going down the road of customization more um you, you could do it with pcs now where you can change the outer shell i mean it's it will be a bit more com- more complex but d-brand sure no, this is not a spon- it's not a sponsor but d-brands <laughs> yeah <laughs> they, um, they they do they do lots of sponsors if they want to sponsor us uh, give us a call <laughs> they do skins yeah. for phones concert they do loads of stuff and, and the series x is so easy to put a skin on like it's four sides you know, it's literally a box. You could basically yeah. go to a shop and buy some laminate and just fucking find yeah. it. Don't think it's literally the coach. easiest shape they could have come oh, up with. Then mine's gonna, I'm gonna make my marble effect. What's what's yours? What have you oh. got on yours at the moment, Rob? Do you do you change your uh, case very often? No, I don't. I don't change my case at all. But with a PC, I think it's a bit. It's it's 
a higher degree of complexity. You have to unscrew the, you know, have to remove all components, um, unscrew the motherboard and install it into a new one, including the, the power supply unit, that, that kind of stuff. You could probably yeah. put some like stickies on the side of it or the front of it. Yeah, because the cases, like the shell for a PC is basically like the housing for all of the... Exactly. Um, and I guess you could say the same is true with the consoles, but you know, I'm sure you could develop it so that you could unclick a surface level and click something else onto it. Um, the same way you do with a mobile phone case, right? Um, you've got your, you've got your phone, but you could, you know, put it into some kind of, like I said, some here's, kind of a, here's a question for you, right? Consider when you think about it, right? When the 360 came out that had interchangeable faceplates and it, that died a death. But the yeah, end, there wasn't I, that many. I don't think people want it that much. I honestly don't think the market's there for it because otherwise it would have become more did, of a mainstay. Yeah. Because even with mobile yeah. phones, you remember you used to, to change the covers, the faces. No, no, I don't fuck anymore. It's by a case. You buy one and that's it. Yeah. I, I think that that's something that is something that would be nice to have, but I think it's just such an unnecessary thing. I don't think there's a huge market for that. I think people I think... nowadays buy it and want it to look sleek and they want it to fit into their home. And it probably has something to do with the fact that remember that we are the average age for the gamers who buy these things yeah. because we, mm. you know, we we adopted the PlayStations and we've grown up with this. The people who buy these now are in their 30s. They're adults. And as an adult, they're not going to be the people who go, oh, do yeah, you don't want it standing out. Yeah, next to my sleek black TV, I'm going to have this neon green or neon blue box next to it. Like It's going to look a bit yeah, weird fair point. in the front room. Yeah. So I think that's what they're doing. They're going down this route of kind of being a bit more grown up and just going, well, you know, it's for everyone. So we, you know, I, obviously they could make it customizable, but then it seems like a waste of resources to create that. Because it's yeah. different. they've done the same, they might have done the same thing as, as a PC, where the, the case of the shell itself has units for the components to be put inside. Yeah, they, they really cut costs by taking out the optical audio from the back of the Xbox Series X. Um, they took that out because they found out that not a lot of um, gamers use it, um, which is odd because I use it. You it's use it. The Astros, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but they've they found out that not a lot of gamers use optical audio out. So to cut they costs might, as well. But they might they, also know the inside knowledge. That maybe Astros aren't going to be using that anymore going forward. Maybe they're going to have a new version of input. No, they they you could they're going to on. I think it may be on the day of release. Um, they'll do an update for the Astros where the audio is then transferred through the USB instead of the optical audio. But that's what I'm saying. So probably it's not a problem. Astro will develop will go for that option more so than yeah, 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 yeah. So they probably um, knew that already and thought is what I do think. <laughs> what I do think Xbox mixed missed out on is like you're saying, Robert, the customizability or something like that is on the Xbox Series S that black disc. Yeah. I guess that should have had the Xbox logo on it. Hey, that's my idea, you fucker. <laughs> that's what I'm just saying they missed they missed out on that this is the first yeah. thing I thought of as soon as I see I'm going they should have put the Xbox logo on that it would look, would look neater nicer that's why they haven't because they've got the green lights inside the vent on the top of the Xbox One the Series X mm. so the Series S you could have just done the same thing but in an X shape yeah yeah, yeah it would have been nice yeah so, I don't understand why that vent is black in the first place 
it should just be white. <laughs> I don't understand why. And it's a disc, a homage to the discs that it doesn't play. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. So yeah. Is there anything else we want to cover on on that on that topic? No. Um. No, I don't think so. It looks good. Frame rates are good. Yeah. Yeah. So far, all the all the news about both consoles are really good. So. Yeah. It's good yeah. to good to know four weeks before launch. But in my opinion, I think Xbox has inched it out. But I don't, oh, don't yeah, mean they... PlayStation can't. I think PlayStation could, and maybe they will. But I think Xbox has gone out first, which I think is a smart move. I think in the long run, PlayStation's still going to outsell Xbox, but Xbox have done a very, very good job and they've made a beast of a console. I think Xbox marketing is really good this time around. Yeah, they just need games now to back it up. So while we're on the topic of, of consoles, we've also heard or seen news that there is possible delays on next-gen orders via Amazon. Why? Yeah. <laughs> so Dino's after all your talks snake. last week about how easy it was to pre-order, <laughs> the shit's I mean, hitting the fan for you now. I mean, it was pretty easy. Yeah. Was it as to easy fair, to though, pre-order as it will be for them to deliver it to you, though? That's the... <laughs> so, to be fair, you haven't received an email yet, have you? No. And the news is that there um, are. No. <laughs> no. Check your junk file. I the news is, is that there are pe- uh, people that have pre ordered the consoles. Um, and it's not just Amazon, it is another website called Shop2 as well, where they got their um, the amount of consoles they were going to get after the pre orders. So then they had to email a few or quite a lot of uh, people that pre-ordered to say that they wouldn't be getting it on day dot but not to cancel because they may be getting more consoles in before release date um mm. so yeah it just it looks like the if you don't get it on day one you'll probably get it a week later maybe um there's hoping um but in dean's case he didn't get an email so <laughs> either he's he's got double done by not being told that he's not getting it on day dot. <laughs> oh, I've just been really, really lucky twice. Yeah. Which I think or, is more uh, than that. <laughs> is the confirmation on your account, though, Dean? Yeah, boy. Okay, then I think it'll be okay if that doesn't disappear. And I've mainly heard it only for PS5. I don't know why, but I keep hearing the delays of people not getting them on the first day is for the PS5. I heard it's just, is it just Amazon? Because I haven't heard anything. Like, I, I no, a, my there, was another, there was another website called Shop2. It's probably a subsidiary of Amazon, though, to be fair. I don't know. Did you hear about, um, on a complete tangent, did you hear about PS5 in India? No. (laughs) It can't be released in India due to copyright restrictions. Wow. (laughs) It's been delayed. What's copyrighted? I don't guess someone's copyrighted PlayStation 5 in India. Some savvy person when they release the four, wow. like, I have an idea. Yeah, I think it has to be more complex than that because yeah, I think man. there's some. I mean, I'm no, I'm no. You can't, lawyer, you can't have a, No, it literally says here someone in India already owns the PS5 trademark. Yeah, but they have to be doing something with it to be able to yes, own it. If they it don't do be, it, it has to be in use. If you don't do anything with it for the first two years, they they can take it off you because they're like you're not using it except for just for money. Yeah, and it's a global, it's a global brand and, and company. Is it is it really going to hold up in, in any kind of court where somebody says, "Yeah, one lone guy, yeah, but I own the the right to the term PlayStation Five, and yeah. the company no, 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 no. it's not PlayStation, PlayStation 5. Like, no, 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 it's like 
We, no, it's not we, PlayStation. We 5. are PlayStation. He owns the trademark to PS5, which is what they're branding the console as. So he can have anything. He can have a shop. His name could be PS, and he could have a shop or something that says PS5, and it could be trademarked. And as long he, as he's doing something with it, then they'll have he, trouble. He trademarked but... it back in October 2019. That's silly. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's unless he's doing something it's with it. Gonna it's, not gonna yeah. it's not going to hold. It's not going to hold. Um, or he'll just be murdered by his fellow people, and then he won't own it anymore. I mean, I don't think Indians are caring. I don't think it's dead. Well, I mean, it's bloody it's expensive massive. there. Anyway, I don't know what the conversion is, but consoles abroad, like Brazil, India, or like places like that, these consoles cost. Like three months' wages, man, or something like that. It's just crazy. I hate looking at the Japanese price for something because it makes me feel really upset. But then obviously the yen is a really weird transition for us. It's like a thousand mm. yen yeah. for a hundred pounds. The price looks really big. Yen again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, delays on the consoles, but I don't think people are going to be waiting too long to to uh, to get their console after release date. I actually so, think that if if Amazon. If this is a big thing, if it's if it's really big, a lot of people will be really pissed off and they'll go, "Oh, I'm really jealous." Yeah, but so what are you gonna do? Months. You're gonna can you can't cancel an order anywhere else. They're sold out everywhere, so yeah. Yeah, people are just gonna hold on. You, you know, you'll wait a week or two weeks. There'll be another batch of allocation. It's not a problem. Yeah. It's not a problem. Dino, you were saying something earlier about Call of Duty's field of view. Not big news, really. So Call of Duty Cold Black Ops Cold War, first Call of Duty to have FOV slider on console. Well, it is big news because that's how Robert keeps killing us. It's the first I mean, of his kind. He's, it's he's on PC his, yeah, but it's and he sees more. His aim marks, his pullbacks. In the game modes we play against each other, the, the wide field of view like that really doesn't make that much of a difference. We're not talking about a huge map like Warzone where you've got to have so much peripheral vision. In, in, a, in a map like, like uh, King, you are seeing the map. It's not that wide. Um, Gulag? Ooh. <laughs> potentially, but when do we ever go up against each other in the Gulag? Yes, of no, course, there's an advantage to field of view. But Someone said, basically, even in the sound like uh, go to the Gulag, if you have the field of view of a PC player, you can see all three lanes of the Gulag from back. You can't do that on the console. Not properly. But it, it is harder. It is harder having a narrower field of view. Um, but Apex Legend did it when they first came out, field of view slider, and it's mm. it's awesome. But I get what you're saying, Robert. In in the context of the game modes that we play it in, unless you're in Warzone where you need a wider field of view, yeah, um, it's not going to be uh, the yeah. biggest change ever. But it's just nice to have now on consoles. Yeah, yeah we'll, absolutely. We'll get more hacks and stuff that make it easier. <laughs> I said it. I said it. It's, it's one less thing for you to bitch and moan at, at me about. Yeah, um, but again, I can't get kick your asses. I can't get. Auto <laughs> you keep <laughs> saying, "Oh, you you run so fast," but it's just yeah. your field of view makes it look like you're running faster than. I think it's you said it. You said it, Joe. It's actually going to be the 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 uh, 144 megahertz. If you can get that. That's that's what it is. Make. It is, and I think yeah. with Xbox Series X being able to run games at 120, if COD does bring out 120, that would, that would be a big big game changer because you you that it's it seems so small, but the amount of frames that you're missing out on compared to PC players 
literally gives them that extra edge and that's all you need that's all yeah, you need yeah, is those true. first first you know few extra frames where they see you before you even see anything it's else the difference of going walking around the corner and them seeing you walk around the corner and you not seeing them yeah exactly and i think that's why we we have so much trouble in warzone because it's it's cross-platform there's a lot of pc players out there on keyboard and mouse you know high refresh rate screens they've just got everything ticked for you know having the edge on us but yeah i think if they were to bring out um an update or something for 120 hertz or 120 frames that that would be a big game changer especially for um games that we play competitive it doesn't seem beyond the realms of possibility though does it really it's not it's not everybody said it is capable of doing 120 so instead of running at 4k you'll probably be dropped down to 1440p or even maybe 1080p not really bothered um it's like robert said back a few episodes back where it doesn't matter about the power of his pc because he drops all the all the specs on it because you don't why do you need to have glare and motion blur and you don't need any of that you don't need in a competitive game you do not need any of that what you need is to be able to see everything at speed and have the precision that's all you need yeah there's lots of there's lots of um, pc players gamers out there that drop the contrast and even turn turn on the colorblind mode to change um the 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 temperature of the colors that come through the screen you don't need anything else god you're such a nerd <laughs> no i know i love it <laughs> jesus yeah but, but he's right i, I, I dropped everything yeah, yeah. texture textures it's well, it probably makes the game as, as, it can go. as well doesn't it yeah and especially like a game like this version of cod which is so unoptimized um it just it oh, just right. helps so we're going to move on to our star topic, uh, favorite co-op experiences. Uh, so we're talking about instances in where we've played with each other or others. <laughs> <laughs> consensually, consensually. Not always a Robert's home. Uh, Gaming-related. Gaming <laughs> Not masturbation-related, no. No, there's no circles here. No circles, yeah. Circle time. We spoke about it briefly last week, but I think we, we all kind of accepted that the best experiences we have tend to be nowadays in a, in a co-op environment. So if, if Gray, you want to kick us off with, with what you were, what you were thinking on this? I mean, it's, it was a hard one for me. Um, I love playing games cooperatively and I've had so many good experiences playing games cooperatively. I think coming down to it, my favorite would have to be Portal 2. Um, playing that, I think a bit with you, Robin, right? Was it just... uh, memory serves, yeah. Yeah, yeah we played that through from start to finish and really just, I just honestly just enjoyed that. It, it's nice to have, a, it, not only did it have, you know, the puzzle elements to it, but it had a small like storyline. It wasn't obviously the main storyline of Portal 2, but I had a sort of offshoot storyline about these two robots and you're just trying to figure out all of the things together and you can just just fuck about with the the physics of it and the the idea of it and the way it was obviously presented it's a fantastic game anyway so having such a fantastic game with your you know with your buddy as well it's yeah. nice to experience all those things together and try and fathom out what it is you're doing together I, yeah that was absolutely amazing for me and one of my favorite I think one of my favorite co-op experiences. I've had a lot, like I said. So yeah, so Portal 2, like I said, I, I had a lot. I mean, an honorable mention has to go out to me and Rob playing Gears 2, I think it was, just collecting yeah. gear tanks. 
did the entire game from start to finish on the hardest difficulty as well. Um, and that was the the time when we were fighting Ram on the train. Oh, yeah. I took that sniper shot and you rolled and the shot went over you and took Ram's head straight off. And I think That was when we, when we first completed it and we were on just the normal difficulty and we had a bit of trouble when we were getting through it. Okay. Then we were like, let's do this again. <laughs> and we did it on the hardest difficulty and we battered him in, in like half the time. It didn't even take us that long. I think it took us about 25 seconds to kill Ram <laughs> on insane difficulty, on like the hardest difficulty. And it was absolutely madness. We, we didn't expect it to be that easy. That was that was a very good experience. Um, obviously, a call back to last week, uh, Joe Spec Ops on Modern Warfare Two. Massive co-op thing for me. Great experience, loved all that. But yeah, I think Portal Two is definitely one of my fondest I've had. Because it's a full game and it's such a good experience. Yeah. So it's so fun to just play all the way through. We don't have many experiences like that on Portal anymore. Um, I'm, I wonder why they didn't actually make any more of those. Maybe there's new information out there. Because um, it's Valve. <laughs> they stopped making yeah. games. I mean, also, I guess it's, I guess it's yeah. It says something about the fact that you know, once you make something that's good, you make a couple, then just don't revisit it. Just leave it alone. Let it have its piece in you know its piece in history, um, mm. rather than milk it for six, seven, eight, nine games like Assassin's Creed, um, and people are like, yeah, I'm done with that. Yeah, no, I agree. What about you, King Costi? For for a long for the long time, you were the odd one out, so to speak, because you were on PlayStation and we were on Xbox, and there were no cross-play games. Um, what about your co-op experiences? Where where did they stem from? What was your enjoyable ones? Um, I think with what we kind of touched on last week, uh, kind of went through a few of them. Like this week, leading into it, I kind of had. Um, Three. I mean, one I wanted to bring up is just like an honourable mention was I kind of remember playing through Kane and Lynch with Joe, and that was uh, oh yeah. And I remember there was there was two of them. I think one was Dog Days, and then there was the the first one, Kane and Lynch. Um, Man, I forgot about Kane and Lynch. Yeah, <laughs> they they were quite they they were quite good. I remember playing through those. I can't remember if it was on PlayStation or if it was on Xbox. Um, but yeah, I, I, that that was one cooperative uh, thing, and kind of kind of in a similar fashion, uh, similar fashion, sort of like on PlayStation. Even though playing with you guys on Xbox, I've done like co-op doing like Nio and Bloodborne with um, with Danny through certain parts. Um, but the two games I did want to talk about, which is random because it's not necessarily um, well, one of them Rocket League, which first came out on the PlayStation as like uh, a beta that was free. And then about a year and a half later, it came out on Xbox. Yeah. And we started playing that online. And um, the thing I really like about it, the other game I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring up is IDAR, but we'll get to that afterwards. The thing I like about it is that even though it's essentially a football game, it's a football game with driving. So it's not necessarily solely based upon having an understanding of football. It can also be based upon your ability to drive. Like Joe in that was like the king of flying. Um and yeah, would pull off some uh, some crazy uh, goals in it. But still, there was there was also the skill of controlling the ball as well, while staying on the floor and driving and driving up the sides of the walls and just the the yeah, just all, all the aspects of that game are really good. It's a shame we haven't played it in a while. And yeah, uh, I, I still have it. Every time I scroll over, I'm like, oh, do I do I put it on? Do I play yeah. a, a random two v two? Yeah, why not? Sometimes I'm Again, like, the I'm game like, I want to. <laughs> I'm not even going to say it was awesome. It still is awesome. No, it's a brilliant game. Um, yeah. 
and then the, the other one, which which is funny enough, it was a game I, I never owned. It was just a game I remember like playing all the time um, uh, at Joe's, which was which was oh, yeah. iDub. And I and draw I, a red box. And iDub was was a freaking fantastic game. Like it's it's brilliant because it's like it make, like once again like with so if if you're saying that um, Rocket League's like football, I guess. <laughs> I thought has the similarities, but more it was more like basketball. But then with the platforming yeah. aspect of it, you know, you you had the ability. You know, I'm trying to think of what what to compare it to, like a super meatball meat boy. You had that type of control over your character, but then trying to shoot a ball as well into a goal. And I just remember you'd get on. Was it you'd be on fire or something? Yeah. yeah, he's on fire. Yeah. And it, yeah, what was it he'd say? Yeah. He, he just had some brilliant one-liners. That that guy in that the game. The commentator is is awesome. That was, was a good the... game, and it had some good integration with the um, Twitch integration, where like oh, when it when it did that, and then people started you, rickrolling you. Yeah, if you do a hashtag rickroll, it would change the screen and the background oh, would change. Oh yeah. Like I am gonna call the. I'm gonna call out now on a bit of a controversy buzzer. Because theoretically, IDOB and Rocket League are not co-op games. They're competitive. They're not, but um, I, I, I see where he's, I see where he's coming from. Especially IDOB, it was like couch co-op. Yeah, it's couch competitive. I'd say. Yeah, I guess so. so I guess so. Well, Shit, what I mean bro. is, we, we were playing them together. We weren't playing uh, against each other. Um, Doesn't matter. If Call of Duty can be the same. So, so your favourite co-op game, Costi? What was it? My favourite co-op game, like two, two and two. Um, I don't know. And that wraps that one up. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thanks I for honestly listening. don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe Kane and Lynch. Well, I'm trying to think if there was something more than Kane and Lynch. Because, you know, I think the problem I, that you I'd had, like Costi, is that you were on PS and we were <laughs> yeah, all on maybe, Xbox yeah. for years. Yeah. No, like, so, and also on the Xbox One, there hasn't been any games which have got. Hmm. Have you played any games? They're multiplayer. That's the thing. Like, would you consider Monster Hunter World? Monster Hunter World would have to that's be co-op. cooperative. That's that co-op. Is, yeah. yeah, that is. So then that that would that would be that would be number one for me. Then that would be the best oh, cooperative game that we've, that's we've played. Not, to be fair, that was fucking good. That was good. We need to go back to that. Dino's upset that he missed out on it. No, no, no. Was, uh, I like that game. It's a killer game. But I've played so yeah. many. I forgot Army of Two. Oh yeah, Army of Two. That's a good one as well. That's uh, not my list. You've just ah. you spoil it. You spoiled it. <laughs> <laughs> so go on. So go on then, Robert. You you next. Go on. Let us. Mm-hmm. There was so us. many. I mean. Dean's already touched on the fact that we did Gears um, together, Portal. But you and I, Jose, we had some some quality times. Um, yeah, man. Army of Holding Two. Each other. Yeah. We did Fifty Cent Blood on the Sand. Oh, bots! There needs to be a bots too, man. Now that that was not you know game of the year material by any means, but but we had we so played, much fun. Exactly, because we played it together, and it was just like crazy. Not anything goes, you know. It's it's just it's just mindless I, fun. I remember I remember you selling it to me. It was like this is like an easy one thousand game score, and it's got co-op. All right, let's do it then. And it was literally just achievement, yeah. achievement hunting the whole game. Yeah. Um, Resident Evil Five of 
Go on, go on, Cost. No, I was going to say, I feel like that game, what it lacks in gameplay, it probably makes up for in one-liners. Like, I feel like that game has been <laughs> a one-liner. Like, 50 Cent just pulls up out of nowhere and just like, G-Unit! He was the main <laughs> character in the game, so yeah. Uh, Resident Evil 5 as well, Joe. Do you remember that? We, yeah, we went Resident through that like three or four, five times. Yeah, to make we, sure we, we got finished that. We finished that, yeah, like you said, four or five times. Just kept going through it, going through it. (laughs) Yeah, me, I think me and Robert went through a stage where we were just going for achievements over and over again. But but the thing is, the the achievements were the side effect. It it Mm. was we were just looking for an excuse to. To be fair, Rainbow uh, Resident Evil Five was a terrible game, but I suppose the cult made it bearable because you could enjoy the shitness of it together. Same like Blood Blood in the Sand. It's not a good game in any stretch of the word, but yeah. playing it with your mate, it's just it makes it better. Yeah, if it, a game has to have co-op nowadays, really, for me to want to play it, um, if it doesn't, you know, it's not really triggering registering on my on my on my list. Something like I mean, I mentioned it in the past, Baldur's Gate Three. Now that's going to have some multiplayer capacity in it as well, and that's that's what's selling it even more for me. I was going to get it anyway, but the ability to play it with other people co- cooperatively is. Uh, when you're a massive MMO fan, you? So yeah. being in a team working with other people in a game is big with you, isn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> Do you remember playing um, Halo ODST? Yes. Yeah. 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 All, that, was, that was all three of us, do you remember? I think it was four of us. I think James played it as well. That was kind of yeah. And, yeah. 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 And, and the thing is, we, I know we just spoken about the fact that it's not really a cooperative game, but you can play it together, so to speak, on the same team. Um, Call of Duty. Mm. Yeah. Over the years, it's become a love-hate relationship. But what we've been doing recently, yeah, what we've been doing recently is is going into some private lobbies um, and just you know playing a bit of gunfight or gun game. Um, and Changing it's just us, rules. and that's and, and while it's against each other, it's still a cooperative over. experience. Yeah, still a cooperative <laughs> experience. We're all there. And Costi's um, there too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some, and Costi might even get a kill or two. It's, it's great. Well, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think there needs to be more co-op games. Man. Yeah. There's not enough, I think. And we first. could revisit these. Like, it's, it's, it's bringing back some good memories. And like <laughs> the, the, uh, we've spoken about it before, but Monster Hunter as well, like you said. You know, that, I don't know why we yeah. really stopped playing that. We could just get back on that. Get your Xbox out then. I'll play it. I'm oh, ready to right. go. Right. They've even got the Iceborne um, DLC. Massive. Yeah. Let's do it. Do it. Do it. Wait, wait for the Series X. Uh, Dino, it's locked at 60. That is a good point. But fuck it, I might as well start playing it now. I've got it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right in front of me. It's not going to get different. I'll have to buy it again. Yeah. Who's next? So, I guess it's me. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think you lot have all touched on a lot of co-op games that I remember fondly. Kane and Lynch Costa, you you uh, fucking brought it out of nowhere. I completely forgot about that game. Um, <laughs> that was a sick game and co-op on that was sick as well. Um, Army of Two, completely forgot about that. Oh my God. Another like amazing co-op game, completely forgot. Um, but yeah, all of that just brings back memories. Oh, the back-to-back um, shooting in that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could turn and twist and... Oh, and as you turn yeah. around, your co-op partner would duck. So you could shoot yeah. over his head. Yeah. And if you went down, you can you get drag your him. partner drags yeah. you and you can and still you can keep shoot. shooting. Yeah. 
and you get the different masks. Was it different masks than that? Yeah, yeah. that was the second one. They gave you different yeah. masks. Yeah, sick, sick co-ops. Um, and then, like Robert was saying, like Resi Fives, you know, bots, uh, Fifty Cents, Blood in the Sands, um, yeah, Portal Two, like you brought up as well, Dino. I, I think I did that with Robert as well. Yeah. Um, loads and loads of fucking co-op games. Like it's so difficult to pick just one best co-op experience because they're all just like they're all just great games but then obviously um i think probably go back um, tony hawks playing horse oh that's pretty good that's going back but i think i remember couch co-oping with james and James is good. James was good at, at Tony Hawk's. James was the best, um, isn't it? Yeah, he just kept going and going and going. Yeah. Um, he keep going even after the timer was finished. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Finished. And he's still going for like another minute. You're like, oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> but um, exactly. I think I think I'm gonna have to call um best cop experience. I'm probably going to have to, I don't know why I'm going to call Blood in the Sand. It was just, it was such a shit game, but it was so yeah. good to play. A terrible game wins out. Yeah. Scott, like, what is it we were talking about last week? Oh, maybe we should do a topic on something that's really bad, but you love, you it. love it. Or yeah. shit is bad games. Yeah, Blood in <laughs> the Sand is right way up there. up there, man. It's way up there. That's um, the, the gameplay was okay um everything else was shit but i got a little bit cringed the company was awesome mm-hmm. I, i'd love to do it again it's fucking great they need to bring out a second one game, was awesome. <laughs> oh forty thousand. yeah, yeah it's i can't remember if that was caught now but that was similar to blood in the sand wasn't it the way the the mechanics and stuff like i feel the like it's green a, one yeah it was quite a, it was quite a chunky game like it had a lot of weight to it in a certain sense mm. You remember um, a game? You remember Left 4 Dead? Yes. That was a good cop game. Do you remember playing Left 4 Dead and you'd used to come across a witch and Robert used to always smash? Oh him? yeah. <laughs> and it would kill the entire party because Robert's a dickhead. So the thing about cop is it makes you realise which of your friends are absolute arsewipes. <laughs> Usually, Robert. What, what this has done is triggered me to go and look at old achievements, and there's so many games that we've that I've just brought up that we just haven't spoken about. Marvel Ultimate Alliance, Dean. Do you remember? Oh, that? I forgot about that. We played that through from start to finish. Did we did that with? so many times, and then we went into the training. Um, yeah. The, whatever the... it's called, the training room, and you could do yeah. different scenarios and 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 you know level up and get get coins. Suspend or whatever it is, Fable. Now that wasn't necessarily a co-op game, but you had some co-op experience. Yeah, because you could drop money for each other. You were like a ghost in my game, but you weren't actually in my game. Yeah, we were, but it was it was a own player. Um, Bomberman. (laughs) Hello. We. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Can I help you? Uh, Yeah, we played the old version. You remember? Um, The old version we played quite a lot. Yeah, every it was almost every night we were smashing that out. Yeah. Yeah. That, Monday, uh, Monday yeah. night combat, Dean. Do you remember oh, that? Oh yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Oh, do you remember Ragdoll Kung Fu, Joe? <laughs> yes. 
Oh, that's randomly come to mind. God damn! It's madness when you start when you start thinking about it more. Borderlands two, we did as well. Borderlands was uh, was a good. We did go on Borderlands I, one and two. That's I didn't enjoy Borderlands three. because I remember playing it, and James had been playing it without us. Yeah, he went ahead. Online, every fucking enemy was killing us all in like one shot because it was yeah. scaled to his level, and it was actually fun. Mm. I gave up on it. Yeah. I suppose you could classify the division as a thing. Yeah, good. exactly. Tenchu Z. Tenchu Z, which we have mentioned a few weeks ago, I think. Yeah. 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 Man, it's it's when you did start you just did you say division, games, Dino, just now? Yeah, yeah, division. Yeah, yeah division one. That was a good one. Yeah. When you look back at these games, it's like it just it all comes flooding back. It's that's the thing. But I think I think we all chose older cult games because that's where where that's where it kind of started. I think the 360 yeah. was a good generation for cop games, but I don't yeah. think the Xbox One has been as good for cop games. No, I, d- I don't think they've pushed it as hard. Everything's been pushed to online. Yeah, um, it's all yeah. online, and then there's been a resurgence of single-player games, but there hasn't yeah. really been that. But there are some games on there that you can play together. I mean, they're a lot more like Left 4 Dead. Um, yeah. Like that kind of four-player horde mode kind of shooty games. Then there is um, like narrative co-op that makes sense yeah 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 well next next week costi next week goes to shishima legends is it yes indeed so that's a good that's going to be a two-player co-op or a four-player um it's like attack raid thing isn't it like a raid yeah kind of thing so um yeah that'll be good that brings us to the end of this week's raven gaming squad cast we really hope you've enjoyed if you have, uh, we greatly appreciate you uh, following us on all our socials. That's Raving Gaming UK. Join us next week, uh, episode 11. We're going to be talking more gaming news. And our star topic will be about our gripes and concerns in the gaming industry and what we would do to improve them. So the final thing to do is to say goodbye from Guilty Grey. Goodbye. G.I. Jose. See you later. King Costi. Take it, guys. And me, a deity. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening. Bye, everyone. Every time you do that, I can just hear the outro music. Mm-hmm. Wherever it goes. <laughs> Random side note. When anybody's watching that PlayStation, it reminds anybody of the next time. Jesus, yeah, you're right.